Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahümme allimnâ mâ yenfe'unâ ve anfe'anâ bimâ allemtenâ ve zidnâ ilmen nâfiyâ. Allahümme erinel hakka hakkan ve arzukna ittibâh ve erinel batla batlan ve arzukna ictinâbe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yessirli emri. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yessirli emri. Vahlul uqudete min lisani yefkahu qabli. Esselamu aleyküm ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuhu. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, a rough translation of the text we will be reading and reflecting upon in this episode will also be posted at this website. You can go to the podcasts, the link for podcasts on the website, then to the to words, and then to the 16th word. And as that also implies, today, inshallah, we will continue reading the 16th word. This is a commentary on some verses. In the previous episode, we read the first section of it. Uh, it is composed of four sections. Ustad Nursi called them rays. Şualar. Uh, each of the sections is a ray in this uh, in this word in this treatise and today we will continue with this second ray so bismillah ikinci şua second ray ey nefsi bihush oh the senseless senseless lower soul senseless the the soul that's not using its mind the soul that's um left bewildered without the support of the intellect and this is because it is not willing to heed the intellect so come heed the intellect you have a question diyorsun ki astaizu billah innama amruhu iza arada shay'an an yaqula lahu kun fayakun hem in kanat illa sayhatan wahidatan فَإِذَا هُمْ جَمِيعٌ لَدَيْنَا مُحْبَرُونَ gibi ayetler vücudu eşya sırf bir emirle ve defi olduğunu ve سُنْعَ اللّٰهِ الَّذ۪ي اَتْقَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ سُنْعَ اللّٰهِ الَّذ۪ي اَتْقَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ hem اَحْسَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ اَحْسَنَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقَ gibi ayetler Vücudu eşya ilim içinde azim bir kudretle, hikmet içinde dakik bir sanatla tedrici olduğunu gösteriyorlar. Vecih-i tefeyki nedir? Oh, the senseless lower soul. You say that. Verses such as. Estağfirullah. billah. İnnemâ emruhu izâ erâde şey'en en yakûle lehu kun feyekûn. When he wills, God wills, something to be, his way is to say be, and it is. This is the 36th chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Yasin, the 82nd verse. And in kanat illa sayhatan wahidatan fa idahum jami'un ladayna muhbarun. It was just one single blast, and then lo and behold, they were all brought before us. 
This is again the same chapter and the 53rd verse. These verses, you, you say that these verses show that things come into existence with a command alone and instantaneously, while verses such as other verses such as Sun this is the artistry of God who has perfected all things with mastery. This is uh, the 22nd, 7th chapter of the Quran, Surah Al-Naml, 88th verse. And Ahsana kulli, shay'in khalaqahu. Such is he who made everything with the most beautiful excellence. And this is the uh, 32nd chapter of the Quran, the 7th verse. And these verses show that things come into existence gradually, with tremendous power shrouded in knowledge and fine artistry shrouded in wisdom. So there are some verses that indicate or show that things come into existence with a command alone, just one command, and instantaneously. And then there are other verses that show that things come into existence in stages, gradually, with tremendous power shrouded in knowledge, and fine artistry shrouded in wisdom. So this or that, how do we reconcile these? How can these be reconciled? This is what the uh, lower soul is asking. Al-Jawab, Quran'ın feyzine istinaden deriz. Response, we say relying on the Quran's effusion, the blessings that are coming from the Quran, even though it is not our um, our right or it is not our place to receive take such things from the quran because of its generosity it is you know, outpouring overflowing and we are receiving those benefits from the quran faith effusion this is you know one meaning of that notion we say relying on the quran's effusion evvela münafat yoktur bir kısım öyledir iptidadaki icat gibi Bir kısmı böyledir, mislini iade gibi. First, let's let's establish this first, right? First, there is no contradiction. Don't even don't even assume. Don't even suppose that there is a contradiction in the Quran. First, determine your position. The Quran is God's word, God's speech. It is the truth. It contains the truth. It is the truth. It comes from the real. The one who created everything and truth is what corresponds to what he created or what is in existence. It is the truth. There is no contradiction. If you happen to um, see some contradiction somewhere, it is because of your misperception. It is because of your defect, your deficiencies. Let, let's establish that first, right? There is no contradiction. Have the proper adab, have the proper manner before the Quran. Some are like that, such as bringing into existence for the first time. Some are like this, such as returning its similitude to a thing. So some are like that, that show uh, tremendous power shrouded in knowledge and fine artistry shrouded in wisdom like bringing into existence the, the first time and some are like this that uh, show coming into existence with a single command and instantaneously such as returning its similitude to a thing 
So it doesn't have to be either or. It can be, you know, some like that, some like this, and sometimes it can be both, as we will see. Saniyen. Mevcudatta meşhud olan suhulet ve sürat ve kesret ve vüsat içinde nihayet intizam, gayet ittikan ve hüsnü sanat ve kemali hilkat şu iki kısım ayetlerin vücudu hakikatlerine katiyen şehadet eder. Öyle ise şunların hariçte tahakkukları medarı bahis olması lüzumsuzdur. Belki yalnız sırrı hikmeti nedir denilebilir. Öyle ise biz dahi bir kıyası temsili ile şu hikmete işaret ederiz. Second, the utmost orderliness, utter mastery, beautifully excellent artistry, and the perfection of the act of creation. Let's repeat this. Utmost orderliness, utter mastery, beautifully excellent artistry, and the perfection of the act of creation within ease, rapidity, multitude, and expansiveness that are witnessed in existence definitively bear witness to the existence of the realities of these two types of verses. So we look at, we look at the universe, we look at the realm, and we see that there is tremendous orderliness. I mean, think of it, the um, the earth revolving around the sun, the moon revolving around the earth, all the other planets revolving around the sun, and the balance, the precision that is maintained while such massive objects are moving at such tremendous speed. I mean, there are many other examples, but this is just one that comes to the mind at this point and it is it is mind-boggling right utter mastery and this is all made like if you were to assume that all of these were made by a um, you know craftsman we would you know surely see that this craftsman has put a lot of effort into this and also this craftsman is a, a master craftsman it is all perfect. It is all beautiful. It's all like made with precision and detail, attention to the detail. Uh, you can you can see the mastery of the movement of the hands of this master craftsman as you look at the artifact. So we look around and we see utmost orderliness, utter mastery, beautifully excellent artistry. So it is not only uh, you know, perfect craftsmanship, but it is also perfect artistry. There's a lot of innovation and creativeness, um, harmony, and all other you know, aspects of beauty. It is appealing to the <coughs> appealing to the eye, appealing to the ear, appealing to the heart. There is a lot of aesthetic in it, a lot of attractiveness. And also a lot of um, like wisdom, uh, things connect to one another and feed into one another, right? A, a, a lot of, I mean, if we were assuming that this was a man-like craftsman, we would say there's a lot of thought that has been put into this. And the perfection of the act of creation, right? So it is perfect. 
in all respects. Now, while these are the case, orderliness, mastery, artistry, and uh, perfection in the creation, they are also accompanied by, they appear before our, our eyes within ease, rapidity, multitude, and expansiveness, right, with an A, E-X-P-A-N, vastness. Come the spring, while everything was dry, all of a sudden, one morning, we wake up and we see that these little tiny um, buds are blooming. And little tiny green sprouts are coming from the earth overnight. You look at a, let's say, grapevine on a sunny day. It is at a certain height. There are certain leaves that are at a certain size. You keep watching and it it looks like nothing is happening but if you looked in the morning took measurements and came back in the evening you would see that it has grown perhaps a few centimeters a few inches fast and multitude it's happening everywhere so many trees so many insects so many um you know herbs grass flowers so many stars so many uh you know sand particles so much dust in there so many atoms so many molecules and they're all doing what they're supposed to do fast they're moving fast and doing it and and it, it feels like it's just just happening there's nothing um difficult in this it's just happening with ease it appears to be happening with ease right and expansiveness it's not in just in one place it's everywhere the entire face of the earth the entire solar system, the entire uh, you know, Milky Way, the entire you know, whatever we see, we, we see all of these everywhere. We see all that mastery, orderliness, artistry, and perfection everywhere. So these are all witnessed in existence. We do not need a proof. Just look. Just look with a, with a clear uh, unprejudiced, unbiased eye. You'll see it. This is not something that requires proof. right? So these are all witnessed in existence and they definitively bear witness. As a result, they bear witness to the existence of the realities of these two types of verses. So the Risale-i Nur, Ustad Nursi's work, is about reading the great book of the cosmos the great book of creation in the guidance of the revealed book the quran so the quran says you know one thing there are these two types of verses in the quran then we look around and we see that there are these two types of verses out there in reality signs out there in reality and here, as a side note, we should clarify that sometimes we say, you know, this verse and then that verse, and then we read a part of a, a, a, a verse in the Quran. The, the word for verse in Arabic is ayah, and ayah can be used both to refer to an entire verse or a part of it. It mainly means sign, and there are signs in the sections of verses too. And so that's what we mean when we use the uh, the word verse 
in relation to these sections of verses. Right? So let's put that aside. We had some, uh, some verses that had a certain meaning and we had some other verses that had a different kind of meaning and uh, on the face of it the lower soul seemed to perceive some contradiction and we are trying to show the lower soul that there, there is no contradiction and you know the first place we went to show this is the reality the external reality or extramental as they sometimes say extramental reality the reality that is not constructed in our mind but that is out there we look at it and we perceive what we perceive on it is that there are signs for both of these types of verses there are signs that correspond to the rather that correspond to the meanings of both types of verses in that case it is futile to discuss whether these verses correspond to external reality or not so again the same same idea you know first have your manners don't ever assume that there may be some contradiction in the quran or between the quran and the reality that's out there we looked and we verified it is out there it exists in external reality the verses correspond to what is in the creation then rather it can only be asked so we don't ask whether it corresponds to external reality but rather it can only be asked what is the secret in their wisdom what is the secret in the wisdom of these verses what kind of a wisdom are these verses teaching us in that case so if this is the question if you are asking the proper question we too will point to this wisdom with an analogical reasoning now the word or the phrase for analogical reasoning here is qiyasatamsili and it is a very important concept um, in general in the islamic tradition but also especially in the risale e nur inshallah later toward the end of the book the words we will come to a section where we will talk in significantly more detail about this but for the time being let me just say that analogical reasoning is a translation of qiyas temsili or qiyas qiyas uh, temsili in arabic um, and it is different from what you may have heard about pure or simple analogy in in uh, you know classes of logic or something like that right? so simple analogy is uh, inferring evidence from like to like i have something and then i have something else they are similar so i have a in my hand and i hear or i know that a is similar to b and therefore i i um, assume that what i associate with a can be associated with b too because of this aspect of similarity between the two so this is like to like right now qiyas temsili is a more complicated but beautiful uh, method of inference in which yes we are still using analogy right but we are not 
making the inference from like to like we are making the inference from an individual um, occurrence to the to its species to the larger category that it is included in and the aspect of similarity is the what they call in logic the specific difference that characterizes all members of that species so what does this mean try let's try to put it in slightly simpler language you may have heard that they define human beings as hayawan and natuk talking or thinking uh, thinking is probably more appropriate uh, thinking animal now here animal does not mean the you know the creatures that walk the earth out there on like four legs etc it means living being right a talking animal now talking here would be the specific difference that differentiates all or thinking thinking would be the specific difference that differentiates all human beings from all other animals all other living beings it doesn't matter whether this is accurate or not right we, we, this is j just an example perhaps there are other living beings out there that think uh you know we could say um we, we we could say that has human partial will okay then the jinn could perhaps be included but when we said human partial will that's a human partial will so we, we could exclude the jinn but th that's not the point here the point is we are trying to understand what this concept is so if i identify one human being and relate it to its species with its specific difference assuming that's going to be thinking here or logical thinking okay logical thinking here then i can uh, infer evidence from one human being with regard to that human being being able to think logically to all human beings unless there's a defect like that there might be a human being out there who who uh, has mental problems and cannot think logically right but that is off the off the question now right we are looking at the normal so analogical reasoning yes draws an analogy between one thing and another but this one thing and the other thing are a thing and the species that it belongs to and therefore it is not simple like to like it is from the individual to its species and it is it, it is a method that um, confers a tremendous amount of certainty and it is very convincing when put into application again um, this was a very simplified hopefully simplified uh, rough description of what Kleastem Sidi is or analogical reasoning is right um, just to put a note just to put a mark there keep it somewhere in your minds inshallah when we come to the point where we are going to talk about this in more detail we can do that um, but just understand that what is coming in the following um, parable or examples metaphors are based on this uh, sophisticated 
complicated, beautiful, and very um, versatile method of reasoning. It is not just stories. In that case, we too will point to this wisdom with an analogical reasoning, with an example of analogical reasoning. For example, or right, I should read the Turkish first. Mesela, nasıl ki bir terzi gibi bir sanatçı. Nasıl ki terzi gibi bir sanatçı. Birçok külfetler, maharetlerle musanna bir şeyi icat eder ve ona bir model yapar. Sonra onun emsalini külfetsiz çabuk yapabilir. Hatta bazen öyle bir derece suhulet peyda eder ki güya emreder yapılır ve öyle kuvvetli bir intizam kesbeder. Saat gibi güya bir emrin dokunmasıyla işlenir ve işler. For example, in the way that an artist such as a tailor brings an artful thing into existence with much burden and skill and he makes a model for it. After that, however, he can make its similitudes quickly and without burden. Sometimes he reaches such a level of ease that as if he gives a command and it is made. He acquires such powerful orderliness like a clock that as if things are woven and they operate with the touch of a command. So touch of a command is not used here, some you know, metaphor or metaphorical language. But the whole thing itself is a metaphor. More precisely, we would call it metonymy, but never mind, let's stick with metaphor. Right? So this is how we put analogical reasoning, reasoning into practice. We take an example that is accessible to our minds, to our cognition, to our understanding. And we have been doing this from the very beginning, the first word, right? The first word there, uh, for a man uh, traveling in the desert, right? It is necessary that the, this man should take uh, the name of a tribal chief, should be traveling in the name of a tribal chief, the protection of the tribal chief, etc., etc. Uh, for those who listen to the first word or know the first word, this is going to be familiar for those who have not read the first word they should go ahead and do that inshallah or listen to it in this in this uh, podcast so from the very beginning we have been using this method we just didn't name it this is the first time we are naming it we take a concrete example from the world that we are familiar with we understand the workings of a concept in that world and then we use it we use the cognitive pattern that it generates in our mind to understand concepts that are not readily accessible to us that are aspects of the unseen that are metaphysical concepts like god we know that god is seeing he says that to us in the quran god is basir God is hearing, Samia. How so? How, how could a, um, let's say, a worm that does not have eyes, that it lives under the ground and God did not give it eyes, how could you explain the concept of sight to a worm that does not have eyes, that has no sight? Um, you know, some animals have some senses that we really could not. Um, you know, we know that they have that sense, but we really do not, you know, conceive. We do not perceive exactly what it is. Let's say when 
you know, some animals use the magnetic fields of the earth to uh, navigate the earth now we have made some machines gadgets that now help us understand that concept but you know how could you explain this to a person um, 500 years ago and expect that person to grasp what you are talking about even now with those gadgets we do not you know completely grasp what's going on we just see what the machine is doing and we say okay that's doing something similar to what the machine is doing um anyway so how could we how could we explain the concept of sight to a worm that does not have sight right we could not so if we can start from something that the worm knows right let's say the touch of uh, soil right then we could build on it so if you take a human being god gave human beings eye vision god gave human beings ears to hear so we have a concept in our minds about what sight is we have a concept in our minds about what hearing is and we can use that concept we can use that understanding of hearing and sight to think about the attributes of god now when we do that there is a method to it we do not assume that i see so god sees the way i see no we don't say to say that god sees in a very different way from what i see and his sight is absolute unlimited all seeing no, no conditions no restrictions no nothing and that is beyond my comprehension right but i still have a notion of sight and the implications of that that's the important part right when i see something i know what's happening to it i understand what it is doing when i look out the window and see a car passing i know that the car is passing and if i know the uh, the driver of the car for instance i can say that person was here at such and such time it he was driving on this road so if that's the implication of sight sight gives knowledge and god is all seeing the implication of that is god is seeing me he knows what i'm doing so we used a concrete example that we can relate to the notion of sight the, the the faculty of sight to infer an understanding about God's sight without having a claim to you know covering it all comprehending it all and deducing from that understanding from that knowledge what I am supposed to do before that understanding in relation to that understanding I'm supposed to know that God is seeing me and you know be be conscious be, be be aware of his presence and his observation over me so this is how it works we take a concrete example and then we extrapolate from that to to realities that are beyond our immediate uh, perception and comprehension let's read this example again for example in the way that an artist such as a tailor brings an artful thing into existence with much burden and skill and he makes a model for it but after that he can make its similitudes quickly and without burden 
Sometimes he reaches such a level of ease that as if he gives a command and it is made, the thing is made. He acquires such powerful orderliness, organizes things in such a way that, like a clock, as if things are woven and they operate with the touch of a command. If you were to try to do it, you would have to work for a year, but you know, he just pressed a couple of buttons because he has set the system in place. Right? Like a clock. Öyledir. Sani Hakim ve Nakkaşi Alim şu alem sarayını müştemilatı ile beraber bedi bir surette yaptıktan sonra cüz'i ve külli, cüz ve kül her şeye bir model hükmünde bir nizam-ı kaderi ile bir miktarı muayyen vermiştir. İşte bak, o Nakkaşi Ezeli her bir asrı bir model yaparak mucizat-ı kudretiyle murassa, taze bir alemi ona giydiriyor. Her bir seneyi bir mikyas ederek Havarik rahmetiyle Musanna taze bir kainatı o kâmete göre dikiyor. Her bir günü bir satır yaparak dekaika hikmetiyle müzeyyen müceddet mevcudatı onda yazıyor. Likewise, having made this palace of the realm together with everything in it in a marvelous form, the all-wise, artful maker and the all-knowing engraver, that is God, has given to everything, so everything, nothing is excluded, whether it is particular or universal, part or whole, whether it is a tree or all trees, or whether it is the, the, the leaf of a tree or the stem of a tree or the, the whole thing that the tree is, whether it is a mountain or an ocean or um, the entire earth as the whole, right? or whether it is one mountain or, or all mountains on Earth or on Mars, on Jupiter, wherever it is, right? Particular and universal. When we say particular, uh, if you go with our examples, right? Whether it is one tree or all trees. One tree is a particular in relation to the universal concept or universal set of all trees. Or a part, like the leaf of a tree or the stem of a tree, Right? Or the whole of the tree. And we can use this for everything in creation. Everything in creation can be organized into particulars and universals and parts and wholes. So, the all-wise artful maker and all-knowing engraver has made this palace of the realm, has made the realm as a palace with everything in it in, and given everything marvel, a marvelous form. A, like a wondrous, wondrous, marvelous form. And it has given, uh, having given everything, all of these, right? He has given all them a divinely determined order and a designated measure that serve as a model. They each have a divinely determined order. The tree, for instance, let's take, say it like the apricot tree. It is first a seed, and then the seed is like, like um, germinates under the soil at a certain temperature and then the, it cracks. The sprout comes out. At five weeks, it is this tall under these conditions like the sun, the wind, the temperature, the soil, the water, etc. Let's assume that they are specific, that they are determined, right? They are and divinely determined. There's a divinely determined order to that. And then at two months, it is this tall. At two years, it is this tall. At 
three years let's say it starts to bear uh, apricot fruits so there's a divinely determined order to the tree or to all apricot trees or to all apricot trees and all trees and a designated measure it grows to a certain point and then stops no matter what you do uh, an apricot tree will not grow as big as a sequoia for instance you know sequoias are these giant trees um i think they go up to like 80 90 meters in height that you you won't be able to grow an apricot tree that big there is a designated measure to an apricot tree so let's read this again having made this palace of the realm together with everything in it in a marvelous form the all-wise artful maker and all-knowing engraver has given to everything particular and universal part and whole a divinely determined order and a designated measure that serve as a model remember in the um, example of the tailor the tailor first made a model like let's say a fashion designer not just a simple tailor but an artist a fashion designer the, the he or she sat down and designed this thing and then created a model and then that model perhaps is printed now it can be distributed all over the world and in all over the world craftsmen or women tailors can make the same design according to the same model hundreds of them they can make hundreds of them right but at the beginning this fashion designer was sitting there in drawing and thinking trying etc here look now we have the model right here look that pre-eternal engraver god is making each century a model and donning an ornamented and fresh realm on it with the miracles of his power now before we move on perhaps i should say a couple of things about the word engraver i used to use uh, embroiderer for this but i think engraver is a more accurate word the word for um both of them the, the same word can be used for both of them in turkish or to some extent arabic uh, naqsh right to to to do naqsh is to engrave a thing but delicately with a design so the delicate engraving uh, and the word for embroidery is the same word in turkish um and Ustad Nursi does not seem to differentiate between the two too much when he uses it whether in Arabic or Turkish but in English I decided engraver will make more sense now what do we mean by engraver or engraving um, those who have been listening to this podcast will should have an understanding that the creation what we see in the creation are manifestations of God's names and attributes God creates them with will and power. God creates them, and when he creates them, he manifests, discloses his names and attributes on what he creates. So as a result of that, uh, they, they say the reality of things are the names, God's names, right? For instance, we see the name Al-Jamil, the beautiful on, um, let's say, rose flowers. On all whichever rose flower unless it's wilting right when it's blooming you, you look i mean if you're a human being you are going to be filled with an emotion that tells you this is beautiful 
you will have this sense of beauty by looking at the rose flower right so this is the manifestation of god's beauty the thing is there are thousands of rose flowers blooming right now and they each reveal or reflect that beauty in a slightly different way this one is more pink this one is slightly bigger this one is slightly smaller this one is tilted this way this one's that one is tilted that way this one has a you know darker shade of red well it is all beauty right so these variations in the reflection or manifestation of beauty we are we call them naqsh engravings right so it is the manifestation of god's names and attributes with uh, delicate variations so here look that pre-eternal engraver is making each century a model and donning an ornamented and fresh realm on it with the miracles of his power he is making here we could read this as epoch two like century epoch uh, but i think century is a better translation he is making each year a standard for measurements and sowing an artful and fresh universe according to that year's stature with the wonders of his mercy the fashion designer looked at people some are six feet some are you know four and a half feet some are uh, 180 some are you know, 150 some are plump some are thin so when we design what are we going to use for the design right so we then go and say uh, 50 year old men who are above 5.5 and 6 or between 5.5 and 6 right we take that as the the standard of measurement so this year 2021 has a standard of measurement right god is making each year a standard of measurement and sowing an artful and fresh universe according to that year's stature with the wonders of his mercy the, this year is a world into unto itself there's a world in this year pandemic is a part of it for instance <laughs> the um the horrible events that happened in palestine in the past two weeks is a part of it may god help our brothers and sisters there and may god help the oppressors who are there to stop their oppression may they see the evil in what they are doing um so this is the year 2021 god is making it a standard for you know god is using its standards and sowing an artful and fresh universe according to its stature with the wonders of his mercy he is making each day so it is not only a century and not only a year he is making each day a line and inscribing adorned and renewed existent beings on it with the fine aspects of his wisdom and here see the metaphor when we say a line what we mean is the the lines of a ruled notebook right and when we write on a ruled notebook we we, we write along the line right so god is making each day a line and writing on it inscribing adorned and renewed renewed because well the tree that's 
in my yard was there yesterday too but it's not the same tree some of the leaves are bigger some of them are smaller some of them fell right there are differences there are tiny differences it is not the same tree it is renewed so there were things last year i existed last year alhamdulillah i was alive i am alive again but i'm not the exact same of what i was last year i'm a similitude of of what i was last year i'm a similitude of what i was an hour before ago i changed many things changed in me about me he is making each day a line and inscribing adorned and renewed existent beings on it with the fine aspects of his wisdom so with the miracles of his power the wonders of his mercy and the fine aspects of his wisdom he's constantly he's constantly uh, creating models and donning those models dressing them up in ways that become their statures in ways that fit their measurements in ways that follow the order of their lines this is constantly happening hem o kadiri mutlak her bir asrı her bir seneyi her bir günü bir model yaptığı gibi ruhi zemini her bir dağ ve sahrayı bağ ve bostanı her bir ağacı birer model yapmıştır vakit ve vakit taze taze birer kainatı zeminde kuruyor birer yeni dünyayı icat ediyor birer alemi alıp da diğer muntazam bir alemi getiriyor Mevsim be mevsim her bağ ve bostanda taze taze mucizatı kudretini ve hedayayı rahmetini gösterir. Yeni birer kitabı hikmet numa yazıyor. Taze taze birer matbahayı rahmetini kuruyor. Mücedded bir holleyi sanat numa giydiriyor. Her baharda her bir ağaca sündüz misal taze bir çarşaf giydiriyor. Lülü misal yeni bir murassa atla süslendiriyor. Yıldız misal rahmet hediyeleriyle ellerini dolduruyor. So what we saw was the creation of the model with artistry with wisdom with power and the kind of creation the kind of bringing into existence that is indicated in the first group of uh, verses or rather the second group of verses that we read that point to artistry wisdom uh, graduality mastery right attention care now we are going to point to the second group of uh, the, the first group of verses that that indicate instantaneous creation with a command furthermore as that absolutely all-powerful one has made every century every year and every day a model he has made the face of the earth each mountain and desert each orchard and garden and each tree a model too so this goes with the same notion right there are models that are put in place the time frames are models but also things that we can associate with space such as a mountain the earth the face of the earth an orchard a garden these are also models an orchard let's say a um a date palm uh, an orchard that's filled with like palm trees right? there's an order to it it's not going to grow in a marshland it's going to be in a you know really dry desert-like place 
and then the trees will have a certain height if you leave a certain distance between the trees it's going to be better in the winter they will look in a certain way in the summer they will look in a certain way so the orchard has a um, a model sometimes they confuse this with this um, far-fetched notion of natural laws right so those natural laws are the model that God creates the order that he ordains the manifestation of his names in the creation so each orchard each mountain and desert each garden each tree have models with the passage of every frame of time he God sets up a fresh universe on earth like think of the face of the earth with the passage of every frame of time from time to time from moment to moment God sets up a fresh universe on earth again nothing remains the same there is no inherent continuity there is no inherent continuity on the face of the earth or in the creation it is constantly being brought into creation and if God did not will everything into creation for a moment everything would cease to exist but every moment every new moment that he wills things into creation the engraver is showing variations in the disclosure of his revelation of his names and attributes and therefore we have similitudes but nothing is the same with the passage of every frame of time God sets up a fresh universe on earth brings a new world into existence takes a realm away and brings another orderly one in its place with the passage of every season he shows the miracles of his power and the gifts of his mercy in every orchard and garden right every season winter the garden was different there came the spring now it is different in the summer the fruits are ripening we have the fruits and in the fall perhaps we can pick up those fruits or perhaps things are starting to fall and wilt and die in the winter it looks like a dry bone lots of dry sticks right in the winter but then there comes the spring and then again it is life with the passage of every season he shows the miracles of his power and the gifts of his mercy in every orchard and garden here he is writing a new book that is a display of wisdoms right with the passage of every season in that garden in that orchard on the face of the earth he is writing a new book that is a display of wisdoms the great book of the cosmos he is setting up his kitchen of mercy the apricot tree is cooking apricots beautiful delicious apricots throughout the summer and toward the end of the summer we pick them up and eat them they are cooked in the kitchen of mercy and he is donning everything in a new outfit that is that is this that is a display of arts the apricot tree before it fruit uh, before it bore fruits had bloomed and it had these beautiful uh, flowers the cherry tree had these beautiful flowers and then the flowers fell and we have these bright green leaves and then from between the, the leaves for the apricot tree we start to see these round green balls which then ripened and became orange and they 
they they make a really beautiful contrast with with the green leaves of the tree so there's a display of arts in every spring he is donning each tree so it's not only the face of the earth it's not only each um you know orchard or garden it's each tree and we there is no end to this we could say each leaf in each leaf we could say each cell in each cell we could say each molecule in each molecule we could say each atom in each atom we could say each you know sub particle and this is the beautiful beauty of having this method of analogical reasoning with it the more you know about the creation the more you know about your lord and the more oh you have about your lord what beautiful thing it is that now we can look into the subparticles and say subhanallah anyway in every spring he is donning each tree in a fresh and silky silky raiment adorning it with pearl-like ornaments and filling its hands with star-like gifts of mercy fruits or the beautiful smell that the flowers have or the beautiful sight that the the, the, the flowers provide işte şu işleri nihayet hüsnü sanat ve kemali intizamla yapan ve şu birbiri arkasında gelen ve zaman ipine takılan seyyar alemleri nihayet hikmet ve inayet ve kemali kudret ve sanatla değiştiren zat elbette gayet kadir ve hakimdir nihayet derecede basir ve alimdir tesadüf onun işine karışamaz thus of course this divine entity god who does all these things with utmostly beautiful excellence of artistry and with perfect orderliness who replaces these traveling realms which are hung on the string of time coming one after the other with utmost wisdom and solicitude and perfect power and artistry is all powerful and all wise he is all seeing and all knowing at the utmost degree coincidence cannot meddle in his affairs so let's read this again and pay attention to uh, some of the metaphors um, or examples that Ustad Nursi used in it. Thus, of course, this divine entity, God, who does all these things with utmostly beautiful excellence of artistry and with perfect orderliness, who so that, that part I, I suppose we understood uh, from the previous paragraph. And this coming coming uh, imagery is also there or was also there but I think we need to emphasize it who replaces these traveling realms which are hung on the string of time coming one after the other now I started recording this maybe an hour ago um, maybe less than that there was a realm in existence at that moment that I started and then there was another realm and then there was another one now the one the, the realm that was in existence an hour ago is not here anymore it was here it is not and when I say here I mean both time and space where is it where did it go did it just disappear or did it move on well it disappeared from the point of view of our physical realm 
but it did not just disappear. I remember it. I have its image in my mind. The effects of it are here. It left behind, let's say, a year. Okay, The realm that was here a year ago, the trees that were here a year ago, left their seeds, left their dry stems. The flowers that were blooming left their seeds. And from those seeds, new flowers are blooming now. So they did not just disappear. They left behind their seeds. They left behind their images. They left behind their imprints. They left behind their, if they're human beings, good deeds. They left behind their sins, their bad deeds, their oppressions. So nothing truly disappears. They move on into a different state, a new state, a new uh, state of being, a new state of existence. They are all recorded. They are recorded in a book, the exact quiddity of which we do not, cannot comprehend. They are in God's knowledge. They are in the memories of all things that record memory. So that realm was here an hour ago or a year ago. It's not here any longer, right? It is almost like a picture, a framed, a frame of picture that you can hang on a string. And then the string is actually full of lots of frames that you can pull. And as they move, at each moment, you see one from a looking hell. And of course, this imagery can bring to our minds uh, movie theaters, right? You have this reel, long reel, lots of frames on it. At every, um, whatever it is, like say a 30th of a second or 20th of a second, you have one image showing through the whole, that is the realm of that moment. Right now is the realm of this moment. It is hung on the string of time and then it will move on. But then there will be others coming who replaces these traveling realms which are hung on the string of time coming one after the other with utmost wisdom and solicitude care, attention, assistance given with care. Everything is provided with what they need. And perfect power and artistry. So he is the one who is doing So the one who is doing this, of course, of course we understand. He is all powerful. He is all wise. He is doing all of these things with so much wisdom. Everything benefits everything other everything else is all powerful he is all wise he is all seeing he is seeing the apricot tree and knows what will become of it when that seed falls in the ground and perhaps germinates and comes out as another um, apricot tree then there comes a deer and eats the, the, the, the little sprout. Well, it was rizq for the deer. He also sees the deer. He knows the deer that was born this year, the baby, the, the baby found. 
right? Next year is going to be a, I don't know, a, a big, uh, big doe who is going to uh, bear another baby herself. And in order to do that, she needs nutrition. Both, both the doe and the baby in, in her um, womb need nutrition. So this apricot tree dropped that uh, apricot on the ground and there came out that sprout from the seed. It was meant. He sees this realm, this uh, frame of realm that is hanging on the string of time and the one that is from a year now. From, uh, from a year from now. He sees everything. He is all-knowing. He is all-seeing and all-knowing to the utmost degree. He is all-powerful and all-wise. Right? Utmostly. To the furthest degree. Coincidence cannot meddle in his affairs. He is doing what he is doing with knowledge. And he has control over everything. There is no need for coincidence in this. İşte o Zat-ı Zülcelal'dir ki şöyle ferman ediyor. Estaizu billah. İnnemâ emruhu izâ erâde şey'en en yekûle lehu kun feyekûn. And وَمَا أَمْرُ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا كَلَامْحِ الْبَصَرِ اَوْ هُوَ اَقْرَبَ Deyip, hem kemali kudretini ilan, hem kudretine nispeten haşir ve kıyamet gayet sehl ve külfetsiz olduğunu beyan ediyor. Emri tekvinisi, kudret ve iradeyi tazamun ettiğini ve bütün eşya evamirine gayet musahhar ve münkad olduklarını ve mübaşiretsiz, mualecesiz halk ettiği için icadındaki suhuleti mutlakayı ifade için sırf bir emirle işler yaptığını Kur'an'ın mucizül beyan ile ferman ediyor. So, here, it is this majestic divine entity who is decreeing, estaizu billah, innema emruhu iza erade şey'en en yakule lehu kun feyakun. When he wills something to be, his way is to say be and it is. And وَمَا أَمْرُ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا كَلَامْحِ الْبَصَرِ أَوْ هُوَ أَقْرَبَ The coming of the hour of judgment is like the blink of an eye, or it is closer than that. And thus, he is both proclaiming the perfection of his power and expounding that resurrection and the rising in relation to his power are utterly easy and burdenless. So in these two verses, he is both proclaiming the perfection of his power how how more perfect can, than that can it be? Like he says, be and it is. Such power. When we say power, we think of you know resistance. There is no resistance before. It is absolute power. He is both proclaiming the perfection of his power and expounding that resurrection and the rising, that is, uh, the resurrection of human beings and perhaps other creatures, after the uh, day of judgment, the, the final day, that they are being going to be brought uh, back into existence with bodies. They will be um, resurrected and gathered. They will be resurrected and then they will rise from the ground and then gathered before God and there will be reckoning and etc. Right? That resurrection and the rising in relation to his power are utterly easy and burdenless. He already has the models, right? 
he already created the models now in the first creation too he has absolute power absolute knowledge so that there is wisdom artistry mastery beauty etc these do not mean that he has to be exerting effort and has to be taking burden etc no he has absolute power right but but this is a matter of emphasis in the first creation we need to look at the models the forms we need to see the beauty the mastery the wisdom and then in the return of their similitudes in the use of those models to create their similitudes then we focus on we emphasize with this with verses like this the rapidity the ease and they both point to his mastery and artistry and power and etc that resurrection and the rising in relation to his power are utterly easy and burdenless he is decreeing with the quran of miraculous exposition that his command of creation yakun fayakun right be and it is his command of creation entails power and will that all things are utterly subjugated and subordinated to his commands and that he is doing things with a command alone which expresses that that he is doing things with a command alone expresses that he creates without physical engagement or endeavor and brings into existence with absolute ease and that absolute ease is together with wisdom artistry beauty etc or if we say the same thing in another way that wisdom artistry mastery are within the ease and rapidity that we see haslı kelam bir kısım ayetler eşyada hususen bidayeti icadında gayet derecede hüsnü sanatı ve nihayet derecede kemal hikmeti ilan ediyor Diğer kısmı eşyada hususan tekrar icadında ve iadesinde gayet derecede suhulet ve süratini, nihayet derecede inkiyad ve külfetsizliğini beyan eder. In conclusion, some verses proclaim the furthest degree of beautifully excellent artistry and the utmost perfection of wisdom in things and especially in their being brought into existence for the first time. And some other, some other verses expound the furthest degree of ease and rapidity and the utmost degree of subordination and lack of burden in things especially in their being brought into existence after the first time and in their return they are both together god is all-powerful all-knowing all his absolute in all his attributes and therefore i mean if you were to think um according to that craftsman at the beginning remember we said if we were to assume that the world is made by a you know big huge tremendous craftsman we would see how much effort has gone into it how much thought has gone into it how much this has gone into it how much mastery etc well 
here too but it is different when we move on to what we learn about God from this we move on with the notion of tanzih transcendence we say God is transcendent above the limitations that the created beings have so this is the the, the logic of our analogical reasoning right we understand the mastery the beauty the artistry the wisdom or wisdoms that are embedded into the creation by looking at the artistry mastery wisdom of a craftsman a worldly human craftsman we we attain that notion we obtain that notion from there but then when we move on to contemplating the attributes and names not the entity but the attributes and names of our lord when we move from the imprint to the act and from the act to the name and attribute then we move with tanzih we say he is all-powerful he has absolute mastery he is all-seeing his beauty is absolute his creative power is absolute in that case that we observe perfect beauty perfection perfect art artistry utmost artistry wisdom mastery does not mean that they have to be the product of an endeavor and burden and effort no kun fayakun there is no contradiction in between those uh, sets of verses some emphasize one aspect of uh, the the process or act of creation and how that relates to our lord what we learn from those verses about our creator and others refer to other aspects of that process of creation and we learn other things about our lord from those verses and those verses the meanings of those verses both correspond to tremendous realities in the extramental reality in in the reality with a capital r what is out there and it's all beautiful alhamdulillah subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma allamtana innaka anta al-alimul hakim وآخر الدعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة صلى الله